welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And as you know, the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us imagining, get us exploring new ideas, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we've made the connection. Our topic today is about the holidays, and it's about the art of flourishing, reframing, reframing the holidays to create healthy connections. And part of that for me is defining flourishing <laughs> and maybe <laughs> redefining <laughs> flourishing. Uh, and Rick Bernardo is co-hosting and he's going to help me with looking at how do we define flourishing? What do you think? Flourishing, uh, it, it reminds me of a plant just blossoming yeah. and uh, I, it also reminds me that that's not the entire plant's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that. Well, but it can. Always, but it, it, can. it can be. It but can But there's some, some plants can flourish. You know what? Just because it reminds me of blossoming, yeah. they can flourish in other ways. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all flowers. But the holidays kind of feel like flowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they you know? kind of feel like the, the flower or the plant, you know, and how – and, and for me, we've had so many messages, you know, since day one about what the holidays mean. It's what it means to the family. It, it in the in the um, in the good old hallmark. It's what does it mean in a relationship, which usually is someone out in the country that comes back from their high school reunion and falls in love with the guy at the seed store. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 the story. Yes, that's the story in every which way. Uh, and some of them we resonate with and, and we long for or we feel bad that we don't have that. Um, trust me, I don't worry about going after the seed store guy. But <laughs> it's, it's how do we you know, take what images feel right for us and what ones feel like they're a burden or we can't live up to. It, it just seems like in general, humans – we, we take our ideas, we take passions, sometimes we take our dreams, we put them on the sidelines a little bit um, because others seem more important or a storyline from a TV seems more important. And, and we accept that script and we figure out what are we supposed to do, uh, are we doing enough, we've got sometimes self-limiting beliefs like I can't do this all or mm-hmm. even if I am doing it, am I an imposter while I'm doing it? <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, all, all the things that you know. ultimately I think it's about fearing you know, doing it wrong. You know, are we doing yeah. the holidays wrong? And, and what I want to explore in this show and next show is what would it look like if we maybe reframed and recreated intentionally? What we want for ourselves, um, and and in that, can we better flourish? That's that's the big question. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, good, and good idea. I have to admit that you know when I hear often things come up like de-stressing. You know, here's some tips on de-stressing. I stress out with them. <laughs> yeah. I do. It's like because they always look. The person who's suggesting the de-stressing always looks perfect, and and has got their life oh. together. And it's just like I feel like. Again, I can't do that. I think I'd rather get a yeah. a 
tips on de-stressing from someone who's like their their life's a mess? If they look like if I looked, looked and sounded like they were a wreck, I yeah, would listen. I would. And, 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 and it's sort of like survival techniques. Uh, I like that. That 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 works better for me. Uh, but well, it, it's all about the stuff, isn't it? Really, down bottom line, it's the stuff that that piles up for ourselves. There's so many stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I always, when I teach ethics, I talk about the voices in our heads because yeah. they're they're we are legion, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I think there's a we we get miserable when we can't balance these um, voices with expectations, which mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and we have to come to peace with that somehow, some somewhere, and listen to all of them. But we can only do one thing or be uh, several things at a time, especially during the holidays. So that's the trick is how, how do we uh, have an expectation or sometimes just let it go for a moment. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we get wrecked. I'm so glad you brought up the let it go for a moment because <laughs> um, we have a song. Uh, I, I, well, one, before yeah. I, we yeah. go into the song. There are things that I do love about the holidays. Now, I don't like hearing Christmas songs in August, but (laughs) I do like the holiday songs when I'm ready for them in December. You know, they're they're oh, rich. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and they put me in a nice place. And we've got a song that that you actually were singing. I, yeah, I was singing it uh, mm-hmm. decade no, just ten years ago actually, uh, right around today, mm-hmm. uh, at the Music Box Theater. I don't know if it was a Music Box or the Loring Theater in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but I was uh, part of a number of bands at the time. Mm-hmm. One was Spirit Garage, and we have a, a Spirit Garage. Christmas, a garage band Christmas is what we had mm-hmm. on this evening. I love it. And uh, it had some standards, but also also had some songs like Snowplow Dave. Oh. And, <laughs> uh, and this is me. Uh, I have my little Frank Sinatra hat, and I did a little uh, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra version of Let It Snow. And I do a little introduction to the song because it's a 1940s standard. And and there there are some things to cherish in the holidays and and let it snow i think is one of those to cherish so we'll we'll have patrick play it for us this song was written by sammy khan and jewel stein in 1945 now there are only so many ways to say some things but here's an especially sweet way of saying baby let me stay with you The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow mm-hmm. 
dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Let it snow, snow, snow Let it snow, let it snow, let it <laughs> yeah. That's great, Rick. I had to practice. But, it's nice. It's <laughs> but nice. I reached the note at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was John Kearns on the guitar doing a little – and uh, a number of other amazing musicians. And these events by Spirit Garage um, seasonally are the most refreshing Christmas music. I, it's, not, it's not anything you get tired of because they have their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was, that was a fun memory. What I, I like about the song – especially is you know the weather outside is frightful <laughs> to me that's like a symbol of like a lot of things around the holidays yeah, <laughs> have a little frightful sense to it i mean right now my house is a total wreck i mean it looks like a tornado went through each room just because work's busy life's busy getting the yeah i have a little farm getting the outside farm all put to sleep for the winter all of that and it's um it's a wreck, uh, and, and it, it, it's not inside that's delightful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like way inside. Way like, inside, <laughs> and way outside. There was I have a vivid memory of uh, trying to make it home from work about six years ago uh-huh. in a blizzard. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and ever see the film uh, with Sandra Bullock, Gravity. Where oh, she's yes, trying, yes. she's, she's trying to get to back space. to Earth in space, yeah. and she—it's like you know, just point me in the right direction, <laughs> and, and and that's what it was like trying to get home. I couldn't see if I was on the road anymore. As, uh, am I am I going across somebody's lawn? Am, am I on the highway or what? So, which is the, always the guess but, in in what, Minnesota. What, yeah, we, you know, it's with, the game we play. Was, Where's the road? It was so <laughs> hard to see. Yeah. By the time I I stepped into uh, my apartment, I fell on the floor like at the end of the film Gravity. Just and, like, and again, it's. Oh, that that becomes to me another symbol of the holidays. It really is. You know, you, you, how do you navigate when it's everything seems to come at you, and at the same time, you you want to be able to honor that this is you know a special time, and and how do you make it special when everything doesn't seem um, going easily. <laughs> You know, I have friends that have got Amazon gifts, which is great. They didn't have to go out and maybe, you know, brave work, you know, going to all the stores. But, you know, they've lost track of even what they're getting. That, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, just that's a new twist on. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes insane. You know, it, it and 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 you you can start earlier, which is great, but it still becomes, you know, how do we sort it out? How do we get control? Over you know holidays that seem out of control, and and how do we like figure out who we are and and maybe change the story up? I also think that after COVID, we were so fearful of being together. Oh yeah, and now we're together. It's kind of like, how do we do this? <laughs> really, how do we do this? Because it, it you can't just go back to everything kind of being the same from the pre-COVID days. As it, yeah, as, as if there weren't uh, enough layers of confusion right. and expectation already. Yeah, gotcha. And you and and I think there's part of us that have like the nutcracker vision dream for what everything is going to be like for us. And then there's a disappointment. 
you know, when, when we haven't created it or maybe even a guilt that, you know, we haven't done all that we're supposed to do. And, and today, as I was leaving my chaotic home, I, I thought for the first time, you know, for me, the holidays are like a great big Chinese puzzle. It will be impossible to solve. <laughs> it will be impossible to create. But it's how much, you know, can we solve of the puzzle? You know, how much can we get what we want out of the holiday versus, you know, playing out on stage, you know, what it should look like and what it should be. Yeah. And and instead of like dreading the holiday failure, how do we accept that we're only going to get part of the vision of what we we think the holiday should be? And and what I'm hearing too is like it's there's a few stories in my childhood and coming up and as an adult that were like great holidays mm-hmm. and but that's not going to happen again exactly that way. I'm not even the same person let alone the other people are sometimes not even around. So how do we create Another story that we could cherish, it's not going to be the same mm-hmm. and that's a hard balancing act to get in our heads and our hearts. I also think that sometimes when we gather back with family, there's roles that we get cast back into. Oh, yeah. I mean I know for many years I was cast back as a 13-year-old and I acted out like a 13-year-old. You know, by the end of the time, it was like, well, there's almost a reason why (laughs) I'm getting cast in this role. I play that role really well, and oh yeah, I, I, you know, but I'm not 13 anymore. (laughs) So obviously, I can make other choices. Telling yourself that, yeah, that (laughs) helps. (laughs) It does. Yes, (laughs) we have to sometimes. But looking looking at that, I think is important. It's it's how to make that that pause. how to allow ourselves to have a different kind of a moment um, in all the chaos? You know, can we take a little bit of a time to, you know, enjoy a candle? Just sit with a candle and a cup of coffee and enjoy the the light of the candle and, and the, not get burnt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. But I'm no, also just so taking, to speak. yeah, yeah well, or burnt out. Yeah, yeah burnt yeah. or burnt out or yeah. fried or yeah. You know. What are little things that we can do for ourselves? Um, how can we taste something? Really enjoy that taste. How 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 can we take being in the moment and not feeling like we have to live a script? There's great questions, and it's always like like any sort of life. How do you practice it? Yeah, it's the question. But how do you live into that? How do you actually be that way? Uh, and it's a, you know, I, I like the idea of the, there's muscles in us. Some, um, they're not literal muscles, but they're mm-hmm. psychic muscles. They're emotional. They're spiritual muscles. And sometimes it takes a while to find them, even, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, oh, I didn't know I had that one. And allow ourselves to let the muscle rest too. Yeah, yeah. even to well, sometimes that yeah. muscle is clenched right. like crazy, and right. you still got to find like where is it hurting to let it go, even. Or where is it tight? And sometimes I, there's some things that it wasn't until a year ago I realized I was just carrying around and it was it was tight all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It's been mm-hmm. – I'm more than 13 years old now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It took, a, took a while. To, like, <laughs> heck. But I also – a 13-year-old can be very creative and a 13-year-old can actually <laughs> oh, yeah. recreate things. And, and our next segment, I'm excited because you've kind of changed up uh, a traditional um, – 
a traditional holiday song in our next segment. I'd like to have that be played. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about that so we, we the, can get the audience. The, the next next one is is a song called Were You There? It's an old uh, standard when, when they crucified my Lord. But this was done with the same group of musicians uh, from Spirit Garage. But this is a, a, a called The 40 Project done also that year, 2013, 2014, around then. And their music is – this is like a heavy metal version of Were You There, which is an old sort of a gospel sort of song. <laughs> that you and, would generally think about and, in heavy metal. And what we'll hear later on is uh, I'm at the piano and I just picked out a couple of notes from the chords <clears throat> and that became the theme for the rest of the recording. You'll hear me just doing these little things and then, then it cranks up. All right. Well, stay with us. We'll be right back. We're, we're talking about the holidays, how to change them up for ourselves, how to flourish – um, uh, with all the crazies, and and some of that is rescripting, and some of that maybe is also relooking at even the music and changing it up. So stay with us; we'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter, and we're talking about the holidays. You know, surprise! It is the holiday time, um, but we're also looking at you know. Being able to rewrite the holidays for ourselves and change it up a bit um, so it better works for ourselves so that it can be a time of celebration. It, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like celebrating and and it's <laughs> – I'm sorry, but women I think especially take on a lot of hard roles during the holidays where we have to you know, feel like that we do everything that we need to do at our work. We do everything that we need to do at our home. We need everything that we need to do to bring people together and we don't often um, spend time figuring out what we need and how we may want to change things up for ourselves and others around us as well. And when we're enjoying ourselves more, I guarantee those around us will be enjoying themselves more. Speaking of enjoying, our, our friend Rick Bernardo, who's the co-host of our show, um, has brought some music for the holidays for us for this show. And we heard in the last segment uh, a little bit of uh, his Let It Snow. So if you missed it, you've got to go back and listen to it on our podcast. And this one, we, we pre- previewed a little bit, but previewed again. Uh, you, you've changed up uh, some traditional music. Yes. Uh, this is Were You There, uh, the rest of it, When They Crucified My Lord, which is an old gospel hymn, uh, church service sort of thing. But this is the Spirit Garage Band again. This is a recording called The 40 Project where we worked for a number of months to get different versions of old standards and some new standards uh-huh. like Snowplow, Snowplow Dave uh, onto this holiday album uh-huh. that I can still listen to any time of year. It's not, it doesn't get me sick of it. <laughs> uh, but this is Were You There, which is normally kind of slow and very melodic and beautiful and – but this is a like uh, me at the piano, uh-huh. and you'll hear some notes, and I'm literally just picking out certain notes from the chords of the song, which is normally what a musician does. They say, "Which? How do I create a theme for my part mm-hmm. in this orchestration?" And so I'm literally doing that, and the engineer goes, "Let's use that for the whole song." There we go. And so and so you hear me at the keyboard, and then we'll, we don't. I don't know if we're going to hear the whole song, but at least in another minute after that, and you'll hear this. Uh, however, however long you want to do it, L works. Patrick, bring it. Bring out as our engineer. Bring this, on the song. This is where you there. 
argue that that's an Easter song. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It, it still has that traditional, a, you know, church going to church feeling song, but totally um, revamped with even some sounded like some Asian influences there was some and multicultural in there. Yeah, uh, and and. Uh, I was going to mention one other thing about that. Oh, later on in the song, it, were you there when he crossed the Stone Arch Bridge? Oh. Were you there when and there was a, we Minneapolis Minneapolis mm-hmm. size in, mm-hmm. it, at, at, at the last couple of verses? So, well, maybe we'll bring that so, back at the last segment, and, <clears throat> and and we can listen to some of the Minneapolitan <laughs> <laughs> mini apples. I don't know, small apples somewhere. Yeah, no, but. It, it allowed us to like just think about things differently, right? You know, it doesn't have to be – there are some – like my stepdaughter, I absolutely adore her. She wants things absolutely the same every, uh-huh. and we need to uh, watch the Christmas story um, and that's part of the tradition. Sure. And it is joyful. I mean, you, you know, we're all around watching, you know, the, the cute little story, the Christmas story and – but there's part of me that goes, okay, <laughs> what else can we do that can add to the tradition each year without disturbing those that, that really want you know, the things to happen over and over again that make them feel good and make them feel secure? Um, our brain likes to feel secure. It oh, likes yeah. to feel like these are things that we can depend on, that we can trust. Um, but when do those things become a burden to others? Right. Yeah, and that's a lot of my life is just like I had a certain understanding, and then now what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, different information, different possibility, different circumstances, and it's like one long dance. By the yeah. end of my life, I hope I'm all danced out. Uh, well, I, I I don't know about danced out. <laughs> it, it'll happen. Yes, it probably will. <laughs> but I hope I have all the steps down. Is what I. Oh, good. good. To well, you have many steps to choose from. <laughs> let's let's have it that way. But a couple of things that I've been thinking about is how do we mentally just approach the holiday season, and then how are we emotionally relating to others? You know, if. If during the holidays we're so stressed out because we haven't gotten the house cleaned and we haven't made all the foods that we think that we should and it, it, every, the gifts aren't completely wrapped and my guess is, I know from my own experience, I'm not the most emotionally available at that moment in time when I'm living in that stress. You know, how do I reframe it so, you know, it becomes more joyful? You know, can, can we, how can we hold joy a little differently? Around the holidays, so that it's not, you know, just the Hallmark card of, uh, boy, I'm picking on Hallmark, aren't I? I, I don't mean to. <laughs> it's just it seems to keep coming up. The, but how do we how do we recognize joy in a new way? That it it doesn't have to be just the red bells on the card, you know, and saying you know joy to the world and peace on earth. When we know that there are some challenges around joy. And we're going to go into even more some challenges in the year ahead in looking at joy um, with a lot of choices that we're going to be making on even leadership for our country. Um, and peace on earth is not something that we're experiencing right now. There's, there's a lot of heartache. Well, one thing that I, I think all of us could keep in mind, mm-hmm. not should, but if yeah. we want some peace of mind and some joy is to – also let go of that we have to be joyful for everything in the whole True. time because like uh, things come up and and 
emotions are normal. Uh, sometimes in the holidays is when I feel even more centered in my some some aspect of my spiritual journey and my spiritual self and my deepest self. So I'm even more sensitive to issues of justice mm-hmm. and injustice then mm-hmm. than I ever am. And mm-hmm. and that's like I don't like not being joyful, but that's okay. That energy I generally use for something. I think there's a pressure that we're all supposed to look like we're happy, which can make <laughs> us unhappy um, because we're playing a role. You know, so it's sort of like this bizarre thing of like, okay, yeah. you know, put a smile on because it's the holidays. Um, and we had a guest, Yvette, that I absolutely adored, and she said, you know, if we're not crying every yeah. day, we're not healthy. I mean, we're not really connecting to everything around us because there's some sad things that are happening. So when we think, well, how do I choose joy over pain? I think of another guest that we had that says you have to hold them both. You know, you have to hold both the joy and the pain. Grief in one hand and joy in the other. Yeah, yeah that was Mark Liebenau. Yeah, yeah, and, well. and, and holding them together, I think, allows us not to deny one or the other. And I need to be – what is that Indian god that got all the arms and hands? That's what I need. (laughs) Lots of different emotions there. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. We'll just stick with the two for this show. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But yeah, I think that there is a self-awareness and not just playing the script that allows us when something hurts. For years and years, our family almost like re-celebrated the trauma and celebrated, I use loosely, was relived the trauma of my father having a stroke during the holidays. Mm. And, you know, it was a series of strokes that led to him being, you know, finally, you know, pretty much incapacitated. And it was like I always braced myself for the holidays because, you know, there was this family grief of things changed when my dad had the stroke and lost the ability to, you know, talk or he was aphasic. And, and, and that, those that pain on the holidays, either you try and just for me it was just not think about it and I for years just like didn't do anything on the holidays. I, I went to Arizona or <laughs> New Mexico trying to get as far away from the holidays. But at at some point, trying to hold both, trying to hold that there was pain, but there was also a connection. He was there. And how did the family come together? How can that be looked at? And still feel the pain that things changed, but you move on and you create a new script for yourself. Now, I don't feel bad that I, for a few years there, <laughs> went to New Mexico <laughs> to just sort of escape the holidays because I, I I couldn't handle the holidays and mm-hmm. I wanted to rescript. But that was a good pause for me to just pause and go, okay, what? And I now I now have some like sounds good. Uh, <laughs> House angels. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I did bring back. Okay, so here, here I am. I can like deal with the holidays, but it, we all have different different challenges that have we face during the holidays. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we want to ignore them. Sometimes we, you know, make them the centerpiece, and nothing else can exist. Um, but for me, it always comes down to how am I scripting it for myself? Yeah. I can gotcha. be my hero. Right, you know, I, I can write the script of what I want for the holidays. Now, whether or not I achieve it all, yeah, I can get back to that that Chinese box of impossible to solve, <laughs> but just feel good as how much did I get solved? Well, at least point in that direction uh, that that is more full of possibility, and mm-hmm. there's some creativity in it, but it, you don't have to be a 
<laughs> a brain surgeon or a rocket surgeon <laughs> or a rocket well, scientist. I do think that creativity is what brings the real connection together. And it can, you know, I think there's a reason why a lot of people like to do crafts. It's just your way of being able to be creative and do something that allows you to to connect with whether it be your artistic sensibilities or those around you when you give them as gifts. Um, and then the holidays do talk, you know, there, there is that sense of we should be doing something creative. Um, we should create something, whether it's cookies or a meal or, you know, the kids that bring home those wonderful ornaments that you get to save year after year. And there, there's something that is there for us to learn from. I know as we speak, my brother's uh, pre preparing to take my Italian grandmother's cookie recipe and uh. recreate her cookies from decades and decades ago and send them to different family members. Well, I do think that getting back to what our show is in terms of making connections, um, I love this one um, one definition that Brene Brown put together. And that connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. I think that relationship can be with yourself as well. And you know, are Sounds are we fully great. hearing and seeing and being, you know, who we are? It also, I think, you know, how are we relating to our family and our friends and, you know, how are we creating connections that work for us that support um, that flourishing? You, you, you used the word – you used the idea of a plant as something that flourishes. Well, a plant has many parts that yeah, come together. Yeah, yeah. How, how does that happen so that we can grow? And they don't do it in – they do it in an environment. Yeah. Yeah. So – Inside the soil, but outside in the air and the sun and all of that. So, well, speaking of the environment uh, and the holiday time, uh, you have written a little piece to react to the Christmas Jesus. Did you want to share that? There was a, a, a mention of uh, by Joe Walsh years ago that if Jesus was among us, he would be a law-abiding gun owner, support the police, and he'd say Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. And speaking of being sensitive, I was just like, uh, that's kind of a BS. Maybe that's – maybe the nice way to say it is not accurate. So mm -hmm. I – anyway, I wrote a piece that has gotten around a little bit. Um, that you know, Jesus. <laughs> for the record, his last name wasn't even Christ, and his middle name wasn't a, uh, wasn't you know Harold for H. And he was known as Yeshua, probably uh, of Nazareth. Uh, they, don't, they didn't all have last names at that point. It's like which which Jesus is it? It's the one from Nazareth. <laughs> like, and uh, he was known as the one from. Galilee and Nazareth, which is kind of known as a hick town at the in, among some people, so it wasn't really a a great compliment necessarily. And uh, he literally chose to uh, be tortured and killed rather than take up violence. I mean, I mean, it wasn't all his choice, but he he accepted it, and that's part of the big story there. So uh, his death and his life in so many ways shows that he'd literally rather die than take up arms, and 
I I wrote this piece and I because I was angry that uh, you know just let's be accurate mm-hmm. and and talk about acceptance and non judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I let go of judgment about – this was Joe Walsh that said that, uh, prompted me. But I let go of judgment about it as long as I could express myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. on it. And how to celebrate another way of looking at Jesus, you know, another way of perhaps more of the peace on earth and <laughs> yeah. of, of the 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 dedication to this time of year. What can that look like? And I have to live in tribute to all of my mentors in the past that do know way more than me and I listen to them because Mm -hmm. I respect them. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Well, in our next segment, we're going to have you share a family story, the Bernardo bedtime story as another way of of sharing how stories can bring us together and what can be the real meaning, the real depth of – being together at the holidays. So stay with us. We'll be back and we'll be hearing a bedtime story from (laughs) our friend Rick. It's morning. I know, but... (laughs) Bedtime. Thanks to everyone who's continued to support AM950. Good news. The AM950 2024 calendar is ready to go. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. Exploring a wide range of ideas about the holidays and how we might want to celebrate what we love, pick those things that mean the most to us, let go of some of the things that maybe we feel like we're not quite getting to and letting it snow (laughs) proverbially for everything in our life. Just letting the holidays have perhaps less stress and things uh, making us crazy. And more times to just really care about each other and, and get connected. And with that, we've got a great uh, bedtime story. It's, I'm calling it the Bernardo bedtime story <laughs> uh, that uh, our friend Rick has has agreed to share. So I'd love to just have you just take it away, Rick. Well, this is a, this is a story I tell at the end of all my ethics courses and whenever I do a presentation on ethics, it generally end it with this because it's about my own acceptance of an inability to accept some things. So um, – and I always ask anybody listening whether or not you've ever shared a bedroom with a sibling. And normally, like, yeah. That's like, and uh, <clears throat> and imagine, are you still speaking to that sibling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they in the room anymore? Or, or are they in your life anymore? But I, I don't go there so okay, much. Uh, but but it, it, it comes up. Yeah, I can see sure, people start sure. to quiver. Their, their lower lip starts to tremble. Uh, and, uh, and so imagine um, in this scene, to my left, to the audience's right, is uh, my brother's bed. I am eight. I'm seven years old. He's four years old. All right. We're, we're just kids and we're sharing the same bedroom. His bed is up against the wall to my left, right in the corner. And to my right is the door to the bedroom. And that's key because down the hall is the bathroom. So there's a choreography that would come up. Every evening I'd be sleeping Two to three in the morning, every single night, I'd hear, Ricky, 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 huh? I, I, I have to go to the bathroom. W- w- would you watch? And he didn't want me to watch him go to the bathroom. He wanted me to watch out for him. 
So he would somehow make it up because it's dark. That's the whole thing. And he would make it out of his bed. He would get around my bed somehow down the hall. And then I would, wouldn't hear him breathe until the light went on. I'd, I hear it a little click and then, <sighs> so he survived and I would hear some goings on. And meanwhile, the light is just staring me right in the face and I'm getting kind of irritated, but I promised I'd watch and then the light would stay on and the light would stay on and it would be like, oh, what's going on? And so, Lori, tell me, what do you think is going on? The light is on and he's not coming back. Why, why do you think? Terror. Kevin? Terror because he's, he's got to turn that light off. Exactly. And it's going to be even darker than when we went there. It was hard enough to turn it on. Yeah, yeah even to get there. Yeah. Now now what? He, and, then, and he has to turn off and then it's going into the great unknown yeah, as he turns it off. Yeah, he's considering just sleeping on the toilet for the rest of the night at that point. At, at that age, yeah. he might have too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, but eventually I would hear click and then – he would sprint down that hallway. He would literally jump from the door mm-hmm. over my bed. I would hear – there would be gale force winds over my head, sheets flying. He would crash land like an F-18 fighter jet landing on an aircraft carrier. And then what's the, what's the task? He's, he's got to get under a sheet or covers because a sheet will protect you from a razor tooth bloody monster. Well, and, uh, and at least he's on the bed because there was always yeah. monsters under my bed that yeah, yeah. could grab my ankle. And, and he's got to get in the bed and under the covers, all right? And, so uh, the ankles so, are safe. Yeah, exactly. And he's in a ball and he's still under the cover. And he's like, Ricky? Ricky? Huh? <gasps> okay. Thank you. Uh-oh. And that went on every night for maybe two, two years mm-hmm. up until this point, except this one night. Everything just like I told it, and the light went off, and then boom, gale force winds, crash landing like a fighter jet, and and then I heard, Ricky, Rick, Ricky, 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 and what he heard was, there is no Ricky. I had gotten tired of doing this. Uh oh. My parents were not happy with how they were woken up that night. I bet. Poor little guy. But it does sound like something my older brother would have done to me. I I was a very good big brother. Up until that point. Except for that part of the story. And um, to this day, around this time of year, I always find a time either by phone or in person to apologize to my brother Tom. For that, for, for traumatizing, <laughs> for traumatizing, right? <laughs> Details, and, and, and he <laughs> will, he will. If we're if sometimes we stay at my dad's house during the holidays, and he'll be like, "Good night, Ricky," and do not do that again. And, uh, and, and it becomes a family tradition. And I and then the tradition now is at least once a year during the winter, uh-huh. I will apologize to him and I'll let him know that I'll I'll watch out for him. Oh. And it's such a wonderful request to, you know, get, take care of me. And and we are vulnerable, you know, as children, and especially vulnerable to our our older siblings that become sort of like surrogate parents too. Uh, and, and how do we how do we coach that in kids? 
How, how do we encourage mm-hmm. that? How do we create that, you know, amongst the family? And what I also love is that you're you're willing to apologize now for many, many years. You it's know? okay. It's just is saying, sorry, I, uh-huh. I me make mistake. Uh-huh. Uh, it was uh, – it, it's so sometimes hum- humorous because everybody can identify with the like I'm tired of this and I don't know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of in the in the backstory of it. Uh-huh. It's like this – I'm just like seven years old. I don't know. How do I stop this? Yeah. Somebody give me give me some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably did stop is oh. my guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no memory of what happened after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he survived. He, he, he probably realized that you were not going to be there. <laughs> I, I don't think he so, wet his bed after that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> probably not, but he probably got brave enough and, and uh, did not request your service. I think we worked it out, but that's yeah. also part of the, what you have to do in the holidays or you don't have to do, but if you don't, there's no joy. Well, you know, and if there are things that have happened amongst siblings as you've gotten older, you know, how, how do you yeah. how do you let go of some of that stuff and 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 recognize hey you were 7 or Hey, you were this or that, and and let it snow, right? You know, just <laughs> let it be. I mean, it might be frightful. It might be all kinds of craziness during the holidays, but but how do we burrow into who we are and what we want for ourselves without you know taking it away from someone else? I mean, I think connections all also about navigating how to make the connection, navigating on on how. Um, how to come together in such a way that it it can at least work pretty well and and not have expectations that it's going to be amazing, but work pretty well to bring folks together to tell stories. That'd be pretty good. Not, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty it's, good. It's, pretty it's, well. It's the Minnesota style, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the you betcha not so bad. <laughs> we we can have a not so bad holiday. Yeah. Uh, but with that, uh, why don't we at least have uh, a, a nice. Let it snow for us to think about what could that look like for us. This is me again 10 years ago.
with that, I encourage all of us to find a way to love each other so and let the craziness of the holidays just be one of those things that we just let happen and find the connection because that's what keeps us together and gives us that health and flourish. Have a great holiday. I'm the host of Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. In this radio show and podcast, we have conversations with heart-centered thought leaders to explore their pathway to becoming free, and we will shine a light on what has been hidden, often in plain sight, what they pay attention to, and how it has transformed them and others into a higher-level thinking.